Welcome to Inner Peace to Go, your source for practical, proven strategies to reduce stress and make life easier. I'm your host, Sandy Cohen, and I am so glad you're here. Let's dig in. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Inner Peace to Go. Thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait for you to hear this interview. I'm so excited. Like I'm smiling even as I record this because talking to Nick Phelps was so much fun. And I hope you find this conversation really inspiring. So Nick is a musician. He's a music producer. He's a coach. He's a chaplain. He's a husband and father. And he's the host of the Who Told You That podcast. And his his focus is mindset, how we can cultivate the kind of mindset that allows us to tap into our creativity, that allows us to be present with those who we love, and that allows us to enjoy our life even as it unfolds. Even if we haven't reached all of our goals yet, how we can use the power of an appreciative and present mindset to really relish each moment as it presents itself to us. In this conversation, we talk about how to develop confidence and and faith in yourself, how to be present to enjoy the journey, how to look to others as inspiration, but not in comparison, how to let your passion really drive you and cultivate the kind of confidence that lets you take each subsequent step that you need to take. He shares stories from his own life, his own music career, and even a story from the Bible about how mindset really shapes the way we live our lives. And I just love this so much because you know what? Mindset is something that we are in charge of. We can control. It's not easy because we fall into these habits and we've been acculturated a certain way, but our mindset belongs to us and we can shape it to really serve us and allow us to get more pleasure out of life. So I'm so excited to present this conversation. Please welcome Nick Phelps. Hello, Nick Phelps. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. My pleasure. (laughs) So I really want to talk to you about mindset. I mean, your company is called Music and Life Mindset. This is central to what you're doing. So tell me, what do you know about mindset? How do you learn about mindset? Tell like, take me through your journey. So I call it Music and Life Mindset. And the biggest reason... Uh, me naming my company that is because I feel like as an artist, musician, sometimes we get lost and we find our identity in music and we forget that, hey, um, there are way more sides to you. So even like dissecting, why do I love music? Like, what is it about music that excites me? I feel like that is a strong mindset when you find that out because then you can take what you love about music into other arenas and then if something happens um where you can't do music again like your mindset is well i know what else i love to do that was a part of music so it's about finding yourself with identity um because as musicians and artists we go through roller coasters even just as a creative in general i mean everybody goes through it but i feel like in the music world, it is like your songs are your baby. So if people don't receive them, like how you think they're going to receive them, because every song you do in your mind is a hit, but then people, you know, you put it on Facebook and it's like, you get one like, um, or you don't get any likes. 
And it's like, this is why social media is, is so good and so dangerous, right? It's um, so that mindset of, okay, I have to do the truth that is inside of me, regardless of what anybody thinks. And for me, that allows me to not go in the slumps. If like I put something out and nobody likes it, but it's like, why did I put that out? Because I wanted to. So I really don't care if anybody's going to like it or anything. This is me living my truth. And that helps to build resilience. And that helps to um, navigate through those inner lies within us that, you know, if nobody likes it, all of a sudden it's like, oh no, I'm not worth anything. I have no value. I'm so, you know, whatever lie we tell ourselves. But it's like, when you take a step back, it's like, what am I basing my value on? Really, is my value really dependent on what people say about me or if people are going to like what I do? Or it's like we're living a life for somebody else. And this is why I call it a music and life mindset, because once we get in our mindset of I'm living my truth, regardless of what anybody's going to say or if anybody likes it, um, I think that's powerful. I think that's a powerful way to live and impact the world and motivate people and encourage people because you know who you are. So for me, it goes a lot into identity. But it's not easy, right? Like, like I'm totally receiving what you're saying, but also I think too that we've, I don't know if it's conditioning or just a default setting where we're like tuned to external validation. And -hmm. then especially for creative people too. And I, and I hope you'll speak to this as a, you know, as a coach for other producers, like we feel like, oh, well, who am I to do this? Or am I good enough to do this? And then you never even create your thing because you're feeling like, well, I'll wait till I know a little more till I'm a little smarter till I'm a little stronger. Yeah. 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 It's not easy. It's, and that's so true. That imposter syndrome, right. Is, is real. It's funny. Cause I heard somebody say, um, I have to look this up. I don't know if it's true, but they said Ray Charles put out something, uh, his whole life. He felt like somebody was going to come on stage and tell him, get off the stage. You don't know what you're doing. I feel like we all go through that. It's like even me starting my course and producing for a lot of people, um, even Chaplin is like, you know, me going in here to talk to somebody in their last days or or comfort the family. There's always this, who am I to do this? Who am I? Like, are they even going to receive me? Like, there's always that. So I feel like you have to take a step back and kind of take you out of the equation, which I think that that um, helps me a lot. It's like I take myself out of the equation because when you say it's not about me, this is about me serving this person or serving the world, um, that kind of gives you a new lens. It's like, you know what? In this case, it doesn't even matter if I'm perfect at it. It doesn't even matter if I have, have all the answers. I'm here to serve. So I want to serve this person. I want to serve the world through this because the problem is we want to serve perfectly, but that's impossible. Nobody can serve perfectly. It's like, it's like, okay, perfect example. Like, you know, somebody, a tragedy happens like to a friend or something like that. And um, they call you like, oh my gosh, I need help (laughs) right away. And you're like, well, let me put on my good jeans. <laughs> let me get my hair straight. No, there is none of that. It's like this urgency, right? It's like, I got to get it. 
I feel like we have to be like that with our dreams and what we want to do. Like, it should be an urgency. Like, you know what? I need to do this. I need to stop waiting for perfection. It's like, cause really you are, you're learning as you go. I mean, there's been many times somebody just said this to me and I, I it really rang true with me. They're like, it felt like I was building a bridge across the water as I'm, as I was walking. And I was like, that really resonated with me because it feels like we're just out in the, when you step into something that's unknown, it's like, you're just stepping on this loose foundation. You know, you're like, I don't know if I'm going to sink and you're building the bridge as you're going each step. But it's also exciting because you don't know what's next and you're never going to know what's next if you don't take the journey. So I feel like the whole mindset piece is taking you out of the equation. Like, why are you waiting for perfection? Like, why? Is when you step into your truth, into whatever arena you're going to step in, and you're giving other people permission to not be perfect and just say, I'm going to try it out, see what happens. Well, I love that. First of all, I love the analogy of like your friend calls you for help and I'm picturing myself, oh, let me put on some mascara. Right. It's like, come on, like you just, if they're like, got, you know, car crash, you, you need to go and help. And the other thing it made me think of is, you know, the Roadrunner cartoon where he goes like running off a cliff, but he doesn't realize he's off the cliff. And then as soon as he looks down, he, he goes looks and like plummets. I think that's what we're afraid is going to happen to us. Yes. That, wow. That is a great um, analogy. Yeah. The coyote, right? Running off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's looking, then he looks back. That's that's powerful because it's like when you're going, it's like, okay, let's not even let's not look back. Let's don't just look down. Stay focused. Yeah, do not look down. Let's just keep going. Yes, but it takes like a leap of faith. So I know for myself, I had this job. I used to interview celebrities. I'm a journalist and my job mm -hmm. was covering Hollywood. And um and then it became like just too much to handle. Um, it, it wasn't really speaking to my like deepest little tiny self inside. And I remember saying to my husband, I'm like, oh my God, I'm just like, I'm leaving this job. I'm leaping into an abyss. Like I am mm. leaping into an abyss. And he goes, it's going to be as easy as stepping off of a curb. Oh. And it was such a like, it didn't feel, I'll tell you, it did not feel that way. It did not feel like stepping off a curb. It totally yeah. felt like leaping into the abyss. I was the coyote looking down and I'm like, yeah. ah, I'm going to fall off the cliff. But yes, yeah, so this is like a mindset thing by shifting ourselves out of like the center of the story and just yeah. think about what we're here to do. What does that look like in practice? Like, how do you, how do you help your students embrace that? I empower them through by letting them know in the, so in the music world but this can also apply into any type of world. Like you are going to do things your way. Like it's good to be inspired, but remember be inspired to be the unique person who God created you to be. So I inspire them to color outside the lines. I inspire them to get messy, get dirty. Like, don't worry about what anybody's going to think like this whole uh, experience should be about you discovering what you love, how you, how you work, what's your workflow. Like I give them permission to throw all the rules out the window and just start. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are just waiting for permission to say, listen, no, you don't have to have all the answers before you take that 
leap of faith. Just go for it. Like, what are you waiting for? Really? Like when you sit down, um, really list the reasons of what, what are you waiting for before you take this leap? Um, before you believe in yourself and which is another thing, like whatever you tell yourself, you're going, you're, that's what you're going to act on. So if you tell yourself, you know, I'm no good at this. Um, nobody's going to listen to me. Um, you're going to give it, you're, you're not going to give it your all, but if you tell yourself, like, I'm good, like I'm, I'm not where I want to be right now, but I know I'm going to get there. But in this moment, I am so proud of myself of what I've accomplished. Um, and I'm going to figure this out. Like, I know I'm smart enough to figure this out because I have Google. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, I mean, and you have drive and you have will. Like, yeah. but I wonder why we so many of us, and I'm putting myself in this group, like mm -hmm. default to like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's not going to work for me or other people know more than I do or something like that. Like, like how could, how did you make that shift to being like, I got this, at least I'm going to have faith that I can figure it out um, mm -hmm. from what might be our factory default setting of kind of like. Yeah, I feel, I love what Russell Wilson, he shared, his dad always kept asking him, uh, why not you? And it's a good question that we should ask ourselves. Why not me? Like, why, why not me? And that is something that I did struggle with for a long time. Um, because I, so I grew up in Watts, I grew up in the hood and there was that, there was this mindset of, you know, I can't own a business. I'll never be able to get out of the nine to five world. Matter of fact, I didn't even know you could, um, not work a nine to five. I was conditioned to think that you will struggle um forever and i really believe this and this is also why i started my who told you that podcast because it's things that i've seen like my mom single mom five kids like i watched her work two jobs day and night struggle i've seen a lot of people in the hood struggling i didn't see any homeowners i didn't even know you could own a home i thought everybody just had to rent i thought you know so what really helped me Thankfully, my mom got us out of the environment. She would take us on random drives and like to like the nicer neighborhoods. And so that expanded my mind. I was like, oh, wow, this is nice. And so it like ignited this flame inside of me. Like one day I want to live here. Um, and then she allowed us to travel with my aunt and grandma and stuff like sometimes to Indiana. So I was seeing different things outside of what I was used to. And for me, I think that that was a huge mindset shift early on so it's like okay if you don't believe in yourself why don't you talk to somebody who's doing what you want to do or reach out to them surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to do start talking about what you want to do start writing it down start making a plan because it's just not going to be a light switch where it's like oh i'm ready no you are never going to be ready I mean, even you can practice all you want, even before the game starts, your heart is going to be pumping and you can still talk yourself out of it. <laughs> right. Right. So you can still talk yourself out of it. So it's like, what helps the basketball players get better? They scrimmage with each other. They scrimmage with each other. So it's like, you need that accountability. You need that community. You need somebody to scrimmage with in life, bounce ideas off of. But I also will say, 
you also want to be wise in that because there are dream killers who your dream is so foreign to their mind because they can't think beyond their environment. So you have to really be wise about who you are sharing your dream with and what team you're building. And it can even just be two or three people, but just find somebody who is doing what you want to do. Find a podcast, listen to how they started it. You know, so I think that um, those are some of the ways that really helped me make that switch is was really writing my goals down, writing my plan and talking to other people who were doing what I wanted to do uh, and getting like more of a sense. And it let me know like, okay, this is possible. Like this is an ordinary, cause we look at people like they're superheroes. Like if they're doing what I want to do for some reason, they are a superhero who has it figured out. I will remain <laughs> a mere <laughs> mortal. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, no, you should really hear their story of how they made it. Uh, because then I'll encourage you. It's not this whole, you know, a lot some people just think people are just born rich and like, that's why they made it. No, you should really hear their story and really get to know how they made it. And that will really help shift your, uh, your mindset. It's wonderful advice. And too, it made me think like, you know, you can get, read these people's autobiographies. Like if it's someone famous who you could like, mm -hmm. you want to be a musician, but you're never going to meet Dolly Parton. Well, read her story. Cause I happened to, I watched the documentary about her. She grew up in some tiny home with like 12 siblings. You know, it wasn't like she stepped into country music royalty, like from, yeah. you know, from the beginning. And then it, you could be inspired by these stories. Yeah. And they don't, it's funny because they don't even have to be in the field that you're in to be inspired by their story. Like for instance, um, well, this is, an, in a, this is not a great example because Rick Rubin, a really great producer, he is in my field. But when I found out about his story, because he's like, he's well known in the community. I mean, he's Rick Rubin, amazing producer, found all these acts. I found out that this man, did not know anything about uh, a mixing board um, really, or he didn't really play like an instrument, but he was this great producer because he had ears to hear what was good. He's like, no, go. He helped develop artists. So he was in his lane. He didn't have to know how to play an instrument or anything. And so I feel like that's another thing that we have to realize. Do you, whatever lane you're in, remember it. Again, I'm giving permission to people to not play by the rules, to not think that they have to do all of the things. It's like, no, Rick Rubin said, I'm not good at playing an instrument. I'm not good at mixing or anything. But what I can do is sit in the studio and kind of steer the session and say, ah, let's play that. You should play that instead. You should do that instead. It's like, this dude was great. So that gave me permission to like, oh, you mean I don't have to know how to play every instrument? I don't have to, you know, it just empowered me. Yes. And when I think about that too, with like people who like gave themselves that the job that they have. So when I was doing the uh, entertainment reporting, you know, Perez Hilton was like, you know, a big, big deal in this celebrity um, news world. He gave himself that job. Nobody hired him. Like <laughs> you're going to be Perez Hilton and this is what you're going to do. Like he liked it. He created it and he did it. And I think that, I mean, Perez Hilton is a million miles away from Rick Rubin. I don't know why I thought yeah. of him, but, no, it's but, like, but just the idea of, you know, you can step into it and you can create something of your 
own. There doesn't even have to be a, a model for it. No, exactly. I, that's what I feel like people are afraid. I think, I think we feel like we have to follow an exact model, but it's like, that would be so boring if things just look the same. I always use an example of In-N-Out Burger for some reason, because I think it was very bold of them to say, hey, for those who don't know what In-N-Out is, it's a food chain, mostly like Southern California and stuff like that. But um, yeah, they only have three items on their menu. Uh, a cheeseburger, double cheeseburger, uh, or a hamburger. And I thought that was genius because you got McDonald's, the biggest hamburger food chain, right? And even to look at them and then say, how are we going to compete? Well, we're going to put less things on our menu and we're just going to do this. And they're huge. Or even Chick-fil-A, we're just going to serve chicken. It's like these bold moves within the industry, but they chose to do it their way and said this is all we're going to do and we're going to see how this works it's like they have the model but they still went their own way and i feel right. like that's what we should get back to not be afraid to like i say color outside the lines like it doesn't have to look a certain way it can look the way you want it to look and believe in yourself enough to say i rock i'm rocking with me and i'm gonna make you rock with me as well I'm going to go so hard at this where I'm going to believe in myself so much because that's what happens when you believe in the vision, you can sell other people on the vision. It's like, that's what a leader is. A leader is not like just somebody who wakes up and like, you know, Hey, I'm gonna be a leader today. No, it's like you grow into it, but it starts with this vision that you just wholeheartedly believe in. You're talking about it. You're writing it down. And when you express it, people are like, man, you are so passionate. Like, how can I support <laughs> your vision? It was like, whatever you do, be genuine about it, what you really want to do. And yes, be very passionate about it. Um, and people will believe in your genuine, authentic, passionate vision. They will believe in it, but it has to resonate with you first. Like nobody's going to, nobody's going to believe in a vision if you don't even believe it. It's like, yeah, I think... I think, you know, this is going to work. No, no, this is going to work. This has to work. And guess what? Even if I started and it doesn't work, I still did it. And I'm just going to pivot and find another way where this is going to attach to something else <laughs> to work. Right. It's not wasted. Like whatever you did, whatever you learned from that. And also your confidence, I think, grows from that. I mean, yes. you know, for me, this podcast is a new thing and I'm already like, I can feel myself growing from it. You know what I mean? I can feel my yeah. confidence growing like, oh, I'm doing something new. Like, how cool is that? And, and also, like you said, like, I'm not expecting it to be perfect because hello, it's something totally new. Like, how would it be perfect? I barely know how to do it, you know? And, and you can grow your confidence from that and then take that to the next thing and help allow that to help build your confidence for the next big challenge. Exactly. And then think of how many people that you're going to help when somebody's like, yo, I want to start a podcast. Well, you know what? I actually am on this journey and I can help you do this. So it's amazing. I love your energy too. And yeah, you can see your passion for this podcast. And I find it interesting. Like, how are you like, I know for me, when I recorded my first interview for my podcast, I was like, man, this, I should have never even done this podcast. Like this was running through my head. Oh, like, I'm so surprised to hear that. Because I was, because this was uncharted territory for me, podcasting world. It's like, 
YouTube, you know, hey, I can show my face. I like doing videos and stuff like that. But podcast is like, um, I grew up a long time. Even when I first started rapping, I did not like my voice. I did not like my voice. I would hate to hear myself on songs. So, and that was for the longest. So I would purposely try to change my voice, but mm. I had to just like, I had to come to this decision and say, well, I live with this voice. I can't, I can't really <laughs> change it. And I can't keep straining my voice to change it. So that's just the backstory of why I like this podcast, but it was in me. It was like, I couldn't shake this burning desire to do it. So it was like, I'm not going to suppress it. I have to do it. And I remember my first interview, I was just like, man, I should have never like booked this interview. Like, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't even know how I'm going to ask questions. How am I going to rebuttal? Like, I don't even know. And I told my wife, I said, if I would have never stepped out and just booked the interviews, because, you know, I booked like four of them or whatever, um, I would have probably not done the podcast. So it's like, even the mind. So that brings me to another point when you're in that creative moment or that like excitement and that, that really passionate moment where you're just like, Oh man, I'm so excited. You should make a move. You should really do something because in that I was in this moment where like, all right, I'm about to do this podcast. I'm on fire. I'm going to do it. So I started reaching out to people like, Hey, you want to be, you want to be on right. my podcast, hitting up all these people. Um, and then like a week later, I was just like, do I really want to do this podcast? It's like, man, like I'm so busy. I was talking myself out of it. And that was the fear though. That was the fear of the unknown. And, but I'm so glad that I made that move when I was in that moment of excitement and just seeing the vision, like this is, this could be big, like this topic. And because I was in that moment and made that move, I had to stick with it because I wasn't going to call these people back and be like, yo, I'm a cancel man. <laughs> Yeah. I know I was excited last week, but this week I'm not into it. <laughs> it's funny how our minds work, right? <laughs> well, but it's so true. It is, it is the fear. It is absolutely the fear. I think that by taking, by making the move, when you had the energy to do it, you don't have time to talk yourself out of it. Yeah. I, I did my first Instagram live. Cause I got like all inspired. I, I listened to, um, to the Kathy Heller uh, yeah. thing. And, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I did it. And I held the camera sideways. So my video came outside <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm posting it anyway, because like, who cares? And if I, if I wouldn't have done it right then, if I would have like, what's the best way to do it? I would never have done it. I would never have done it. And I don't like the way my voice sounds on tape either. You know, I've been a journalist for more than 20 years. And whenever I hear my, when I would be transcribing the interview, so I could get the quotes and stuff. And I'd hear myself, I'd be like, oh my God, Sandy, shut up. Like, why are you talking? You're interviewing this person. Like, so yeah, I agree that it, it it's, uh, we, are, we, as human beings, we don't like uncertainty. That's like the most uncomfortable thing. So, but I do, I do talking to you makes me think, you know, I bet it's kind of like a muscle, like we can strengthen our tolerance for it. Yeah, it really is. And it's, it's funny how it keeps going back to this, this perfection and imperfection thing, right? And like, how awesome that you, you just acted. And then there's no going back. That's why I love doing lives because for me, it's like a game. It's like, I know what I want to say, but when I hit that button, I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth or even if it's going to. So it's like this game of um, getting, um, which is great practice. It's like getting familiar 
with the uncertainty of what's going to happen on this live. It's funny how this act of doing these things builds up your confidence because now, you know, I go live all, I'm like, Hey, I'm live. I really don't care. I'm eating on camera now. Like it's, Hey, it is what it is. But that first, those first like 10 lives, no. And looking back, I don't even like to look back at it because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was so, like, I'm not even talking like myself. I could tell I'm trying to change my voice and my posture, but it just got to this point where it's like, I'm so comfortable being in front of this camera. Like, I really don't care anymore. That took practice. So yes, it is like a muscle. It is, the confidence is also in, you know, how you carry yourself. It's like, that's why people wear, you know, hey, we wear nice clothes because we want to fit. We want to feel confident. Yeah. We want to, you know, show our identity. We want to show what we like, what we love. But it's also in the posture. You know, I, I always tell my kids, like, when you walk into a room, like, hey, walk with your head up. Right, like, shoulders back. Right, shoulders back. Let the world know I am here. And it's not like an arrogant thing, but it's like, I know who I am. Uh, I know what I like. I'm still growing in other areas. I'm wise enough to know that I may not be the same person in five years, but in this moment, I have found myself and I'm so excited to offer the world who I am. And if some people are gonna love me, some people are gonna hate me, I really don't care. And so I feel like getting to that space is so freeing, but it is a muscle that you have to build. like. I actually go through drive-throughs. <laughs> I started doing this a while ago with my kids. And like when the person gives me my food back and stuff or money back, card back, whatever, I always say, thank you. I love you so much. <laughs> and I say that it started off just as like making myself comfortable just doing like random things. Like it was a muscle I was building because I knew that, you know, I'm gonna be in the front of the camera sometime. I was planning my future early because I'm like, I will be like a public figure, not because I really want to be, but it's just this route that's, you know, that I'm stepping into because I just love to encourage people and just share the journey. And so I'm like, if I'm going to be sharing the journey, I should really get confident in being on stage and speaking to lots of people. So I'm just like going to the drive-thru. Hey, thank you so much. I love you, man. I love you so much. And I only got to love you back one time. This guy's like, thank you. <laughs> I love you too. I say, oh man, thank you. Usually I just get like, they give me the car back. They're like, what the hell? Like that what? Huh? And my kids are like, dad, every time I'm like, you should take lessons. Look, I didn't feel comfortable doing this at first, but now I just break. Now it's to the point where like, I like, I, I love people. People are my passion. And so it's like, like, Hey, I love you. <laughs> I don't even know if that made their day. Like it just started off with me, but then it came to a point where it's like, Hey, this person really probably need to hear this. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. Who wouldn't like to have a little more love? And plus, it's right? not like we run out of it. Like we can give it away and there will always be more. And oh, I, that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. When it's funny to hear to hear you say like you didn't feel comfortable on camera because as I told you before we started recording, like I watched so many of your videos and you are a natural. You are going to be speaking to many, many, many people. I have no doubt. Your energy is contagious. Um, let me just tell the listeners that he's got this, character called baby face belts and it's what is that a filter it's like some kind of weird filter yeah, on it's his a face. snapchat filter <laughs> and it makes him have these huge eyes and his face look like a baby and uh and then he gives like i'm like dude baby face phelps is my yoda because he gives like it's not even a minute long it's like no. just 
30, like, 40 seconds yeah, of yeah. power truth, power truth. Mm-hmm. And that's in you. And that's so generous to give. So, all right, let's talk about, because speaking of generosity, I mean, who told you that is really all about that. It's really about dismantling these false narratives that we keep running. Tell me about the podcast. Tell me where it's going, how it's going. Yeah. So I am so excited for this podcast. I made a decision because I was like, man, I can't be the only one like going through this. Like there are so many lies I had to overcome in my belief system. And that is within my faith, within um, what I tell myself every day, within what I believe I can accomplish, even about money. Like I had to overcome all of these things to be where I am right now. So I decided, I, I really don't, like a lot of the people that I talk to in the music industry and even outside of the music industry, people who do nonprofit work, people who do podcasts like yourself. <laughs> it's like, I wanted to know these people more because I feel like, we all have this journey that we had to overcome to really believe in ourselves, but also this mental battle that we had to overcome to get where we are now. And so that's what the podcast is about. Like I'm dissecting all of these things. So like, for instance, I had a music supervisor on and, you know, it's cool to hear about you know, hey, what songs did you place in what movie? And how did you discover that artist and all these things? It's, it's kind of cool. But I think it's going to really benefit everyone, even people in the music world, but even outside of the music world, because I'm asking these questions of, well, what did you have to overcome to become this successful music vi- music supervisor? What lie did you carry from your childhood over into your adulthood what was a triggering moment for you um, that you realized that it was a lie how did you overcome that lie what lie are you overcoming now what did you learn from this huge failure so it's like it's it's stripping down all of these stereotypes all of it's just stripping it down and going back to the basics of hey Don't judge a book by its cover because you don't know what that person had to go through to get to where they are. And you may have so many things in common. This was the most amazing thing while I'm interviewing people for my my podcast. I was, after almost every interview, when we spoke afterwards, I was like, I had no idea that you went through the same exact thing I went through. Like, I mean, almost down to a T. Like, it was just wild and there were different parts like like somebody battled through something the same thing I went through with my faith somebody went through the same exact thing another person went through the same exact thing about money I was like oh wow I had to battle through that lie as well somebody went through the same exact thing about growing up in the hood um and and like feeling like you have to take the whole hood with you like you're this superman like I feel so guilty because I made it out and all these people did not make it out or overcome this mindset um, that we're trapped in. So I've, you know, there's this guilt attached to it. Like, man, I got to pull everybody up. But it's like, no, I don't. By me shining is giving them permission to pull themselves up. And so, yeah, it was like, I'm like, oh my God, like, I, these are things that I had to battle through. So it was allowed, given this, the world to see like, um, we're all battling through the same things, people. We need to come together more and stop being so darn separate and divisive. Like, let's just have a conversation with each other and see 
what we're battling so we can encourage each other. And that's what the podcast is um, basically about. So I'm so excited to just encourage people and just really break down barriers and show that we all have so much in common and we're all kind of searching for the same thing in a lot of ways. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You guys are getting real. And that's what's, I mean, I think it's going to allow so many people to see themselves, even if they're not, you know, they're not a exactly. music supervisor yet. Maybe they're just still barely learning how to play the violin or whatever, but like, yeah. but being able to know like, okay, it's not like, it's not instant for anyone. And, you know, there's that, I think it's Plato or Aristotle. It's like some old timey quote that says, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Amen to that. And that is so true. true, but we see the so successful true. people. I mean, at least I'll speak for myself only. I see the successful people and think like, they've got something dialed in that I don't have. Right. That's not true. It's That's what not your podcast true. is going to really show. Yeah. Like I want to show these breakdown, these lies, like it's not true. And, and everybody is facing a hard battle. It's also creating community because it, we can see that wherever we are on our journey, it's not like, oh, I'm doomed to stay here forever, or I got dealt the wrong hand of cards. And so now I'm screwed or something. You exactly. Know? <laughs> yeah. But and that's what I wanted. Like I wanted to build that community, but the most important thing was just to let people know, like, you're, you're not alone in this journey and everybody takes detours. And um, just because you take a detour does not mean that you failed the journey. It just means, hey, you can discover some more about you and maybe even make the journey the greater accomplishment even far greater because you went on this detour that's going to be like this puzzle piece. You know, I feel like that's another thing about the podcast. Like, you're going to see that you're going to be able to look back and say, wow, if that never happened. That would have never led to that. So it's also giving you permission to jump in head first and like, hey, fail hard. Yes. Please do. Like, just please just fail as much as you can, because through that, that's I don't know. That's just the beauty of life. You can reinvent your reinvent yourself, revamp yourself, whatever. Like you get to wake up another day and say, all right, I'm going to try again. All right. I'm going to try again. All right. I'm going to try again. Okay, I may be a little worn out. This is where community comes into play. It's like, I need some encouragement. Um, let me talk to some of my people. But, you know, you just keep on trying. And through that, that's where you're building up. You're building up more resilience. You're building up confidence. You're building up self-esteem. You're building up also your testimony. This is funny. I'm sorry, this is random thought. So if you, um, as you get to know me, you'll, you'll know random thoughts pop in my head and I just share them. So that's why I was talking to my, uh, we were joking, me and my friend, and he told his son, his son was like 10. Was like, <laughs> so we're, we're Christian. And he was like, son, you need to get out in those streets, man. You got to build up your testimony. <laughs> For some reason, I just thought that was funny, but I was like, it's like a statement for life. It's like, you got to build up your testimony for Jesus, man. You got to build up. <laughs> but like your but testimony I, for your own confidence, for your own yeah, who you for, are. For life. Like, I feel like when we're holding back and we're not going out there, it's like, hey, every journey has a story. Like nobody wants to watch a movie where there's no plot twist, right? There's no, that's what we're excited about. It's like, oh, what's the plot twist? Oh man, wow. We're crying with them. It's like, 
That's how life is. And guess what? When you're telling your story, you're going to encourage somebody who is on the slump side. And you're like, yo, I can honestly say I was where you were. And I can tell you 100% your sun will shine again. So please keep going. And that is like my message. Like the sun will shine again. Please keep going. Like that is why I became a chaplain to give people hope. Like, I don't care what you believe. I don't care what race you are. Like my goal here is to encourage you to keep going another day because you don't know what tomorrow holds. And that could go both ways, which should encourage you either way you look at it. It's like, hey, I'm on the slump side, but I have hope for tomorrow because hope is what carries us. And also, hey, things are going good right now. Let me enjoy this moment because I don't know what tomorrow holds. So both ways, it should encourage you to continue to just live life in the moment, but also have hope for tomorrow. So that's just how I want to encourage people to like that mindset is the mindset that I always have. That's the mindset. That is the Mm -hmm. mindset. It's to be open. It's to be curious. It's to not be so hard on yourself is kind of what I'm hearing too. You know, like, just let yourself like, this is life. This is our life that this is it. Like, (laughs) yeah, this is not practice. (laughs) No, this is it. This is life. Yeah. And let's like, let's enjoy it. Let's not spend it being afraid. And I mean, it's hard. Like it's, it's easier to say than to do, right? I mean, yes. of course, we all have fears about stuff, and but it's such a good reminder to just be like, you know, this is life right now. Let let's treasure the good and know that the bad doesn't last. Or it's like, what's that saying? My mom used to always say it: uh, "This too shall pass." Yes, this too shall really? pass. So everything good, everything bad, this too shall pass. So, like, be in it, be, be with it. it enjoy it like love it like embrace it it's 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 what you said the reminder it like i always not always but i often encourage people and encourage myself by reminding myself of certain things it's like yo i've been through this before this is going to it's going to pass like you said but reminding myself also like when i go do go through the slumps making music it's like yo i produced a hit back then Matter of fact, I didn't even know I was going to produce this hit that I just made. So why do I think that I won't produce another hit song? It's like reminding myself how good I am at something when I'm going through these phases. It's, yeah. it's reminders. And so, so there's a story in the Bible with the Israelites and stuff like that. They came out of Egypt and um, they escaped slavery. And as they're going into the promised land, God kept telling, telling them, remember what I did for you back there. Remember, like he kept reminding them to remember, to remind themselves like, yo, we got out of that. You're right. Because some of them were so stuck in this mindset of, man, we're on our way to the promised land, but in the midst of going to this promised land, I'm struggling. They actually said to themselves, It was way better when we were enslaved. It was so much better with slavery. We had food every day. They did not have food every day. They're like, we had food. We were close. They actually convinced themselves that good things were happening back in slavery. That is the power of the mind. It is the power of the mind. So it is important 
to remind yourself while you're on this journey headed to your promised land or whatever destination you're trying to get to, remember, hey, remind yourself, I know where I was, but look where I am now. I am so grateful to be where I am right now. And I'm so grateful to be on this journey um, to even have a vision and a plan or even just a dream in my heart. You may not even have a plan or a goal, but you have a vision. Like how awesome is it to even just have a vision to be able to think outside of this box, you know, and even say, wow, that would be so cool if that happened. Okay, that would be cool. So you should take joy that you have a vision. But now, as you take joy in that, now it's like, okay, now my mindset is like, okay, how can this really happen? And really like break that down into like the most minute <laughs> baby step you can and just say, I'm going to take joy by doing this first step. Yes. Like taking joy in every moment. Like I just Googled how to do this. Mm-hmm. It may be the most baby step, but how awesome it is that you actually Googled to take the time to figure something out. It's like, I feel like we discredit ourselves so much. And when we hear somebody else's journey, we often think, wow, man, look at them now. They're on this part. I still feel like I'm at ground level zero. No, remember how far you've come as well. It's like, just because you heard this journey, their journey, we automatically take ourselves back to the beginning. It's like, no, you're, some people may be at the beginning, but it's like, you're not at the beginning. Like you have permission to take steps to get to where they are. Um, so it's just these, these reminders and just taking joy and just the most minute things, like really practice that. Yes. That, and, that really helps build that mindset. And don't, and don't zip past it. I know for myself, I'm always running on like super high speed. The other day I was sitting, I was writing in my journal and my cat was on my lap. And I like my, my cup was empty. I wanted to go get another cup of coffee. And, you know, she was on my lap and she was just purring as petting her face and her face was just like bliss. You know, she's like loving it. And, and I, I had time and I just realized like, oh, I could race past this moment, but this Mm. is like a moment of joy. Look at how I'm just connecting with this little being. She couldn't be more content. And I'm sitting here, I'm comfortable. I have a, you know, a cat on my lap and I'm at home and, and, I think that in a more stressed out state, I might've like raced right past that and been like, get up, you know, I want to have my coffee. I got like a bunch of stuff to do before work starts and whatever. And so, yes, I think you're right. Like don't miss the little joys and don't miss giving yourself credit for your achievements. You know, each one, each one is a step. Exactly. And then don't beat yourself up also for missing a little moments because, you know, there's probably somebody listening right now who's like, dang, I just totally like yelled at my kid. Then I had to go to work. Right. And you feel horrible the whole day, but it's like now, okay, that moment's passed. <laughs> okay. Now be at work and realize, Hey, we're human. Mm-hmm. We snap. It happens. So let it go and realize you can get home and make up with your kid. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but <laughs> but still, no, it's so important. I can't tell you. I mean, I don't have any kids, but I can't tell you how many times I didn't notice that moment with the cat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how many, most of the time I'd be like, Oh, get off my lap. I got to get coffee. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like just having that moment and then realizing I was having that moment, that's a real gift. And it doesn't mean that when you don't have that moment, you just kicked a gift in the face. I mean, it just yeah, means no. that, you know, like we're, we're human. human. We're exactly. human. 
but we can cultivate we can cultivate that kind of that kind of presence and that kind of appreciation for the moments when we do notice them. We will not always notice them. We won't because we're constantly time traveling. That's what we're doing as humans. I'm constantly thinking of tomorrow. We're constantly thinking of the past. It's so hard to just be in the moment. And that's so awesome that you were able to recognize that moment with your cat. Like that's beautiful. And those are the little, those are like the important things in life as well. It's like, wow, in this moment, like my cat is happy. I'm happy. It's like, I'm just going to enjoy this moment. I even, I wrote about it later. Cause I was like, oh my God, this is happiness. Like, and I would have just raced right past it. And it's mm-hmm. not happiness in the kind of like, someone gave you a million dollar check or, you know, you won an Oscar or something. It wasn't that happiness. It was real tangible, real everyday tangible. happiness that you could have that I would so always probably look past, you know? I feel you on that. I totally feel you because I was walking with my kid to the mailbox the other day and like he was holding my hand, he's five years old and he was just asking me out. He's like, dad, what do you think about this? Dad? And I'm asking him questions. And I had like f- so many things to do when I got back from checking the mailbox. But I was like, my son is so interested in knowing what I'm thinking right now. And we're holding hands, walking to the mailbox. I will never get this moment back. It's like these other things can wait until I'm actually sitting in the chair doing them you see that's the other thing we're even when we're not doing a task we're doing a task because we're thinking about us doing the task we haven't even done the task yet how crazy is that it's like we can't even wait to get to the task so i made that decision i was like you know what i'm gonna be in this moment with my son right here like why am i thinking about the task that i'm going to do and miss out on this moment right here i think that's a huge problem that you know, a lot of us are having is because we're just waiting for the next big thing. And we're waiting to do this thing rather than living in this moment. And sometimes that thing may never happen. That can go on both sides. The worst thing that we think about or the best thing that we think about is like a new thing may happen that may be better than the best thing. So it's like, like really getting back to being in the moment like for instance like i'm just having a great time being on this podcast with you me Daddy. too me too like, but i'm you, just it, having a good time yes oh me too and i could picture you with your son and it's like you know just being able to enjoy that and and noticing like oh yeah i'm enjoying this like this yeah. is good you know it's so fleeting i mean in two minutes you're going to be back from the mailbox and you're already going to be doing the task you yeah. know so just exactly. to just to enjoy it for that moment i mean i guess I was just thinking like, I wonder how we can do that more often. I mean, I guess it's just a practice. It's, yeah, it's like growing a muscle. It's really like, I don't know, sometimes we have to talk to ourselves too. Like, hey, be in this moment. Like, yeah, yeah. Really, like <laughs> I need to be in this moment because as musicians, I know for me, sometimes I get so caught up if I don't get a project done right away or I listen to my track in the car and it sounds like trash. Uh, I'm like, man, I got to mix that better. Or if you're an artist and you painted something and you didn't get it done and you have to run out the house, while you're outside of the house, all you think about, or even if you have to edit a podcast, all you think about is, I got to get back to edit that or release that. I got to do that. But it's like, no, you're in the grocery store right now. How many moments are we missing in wherever we are because we're so focused on what we're supposed to do when we get back home? or get to the next spot. Like we're literally in a place physically 
but mentally we are checked out. It's like, how many things did we miss? Yeah. How many opportunities did we miss for an even like greater moment to kind of fill us up? So when we get back home, we could do that task with joy, but we're walking around stressed out because we're stuck at the desk when we're really somewhere else. So it's like this practice of like, I, I honestly make this a practice. I always say, okay, I'm here right now physically. I need to be here mentally as well. So let me take joy in this moment. Like I'm at this grocery store with my wife. I hate grocery shopping, but what can I find in this that's making me happy in this moment? Well, first of all, me and my wife are like on a date right now because, you know, the kids are at home. I got two older kids as well, 15 and 16, who watch the younger ones. Right. Living babysitters. It's a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, hey, I'm going to choose to be happy. So what? what I'm here right now. Let me hold my wife's hand. Let me enjoy. Let's catch up on some things that we haven't been able to talk about because we're always on the go, 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 go. And right now this grocery store, even though I hate being grocery shopping, I'm in this moment with my best friend. So why can't I just enjoy it and really check in and say, Hey, I'm going to be here mentally and physically right now, because there is absolutely nothing I can do about that project at home. So why am I stressing about it right now? So I, you have to make that a practice and really find the happy things. Like for instance, like, okay, like, you know what? I'm enjoying myself in the store. I'm gonna go get a snack that I usually don't get. And then I'm gonna eat this snack in the car on the way home. So my kids don't see me eating it because I don't want to share. <laughs> you have more spontaneity available to you when you're yeah. in the moment when and and i've read a statistic that it's something like our mind is wandering like 50 percent of the time we're missing right. like half of our lives because we're like i'm thinking That's about crazy. like my assignment or you know yeah we're missing half our lives that is a sad thing right when you think of it like that like you're literally you're literally living but missing half your life yeah that is, and life is not long, so we don't really have no. half of it to just toss aside, you know? That is so scary, right? In a way, if you think, if you really look at that, it's like, yo, I really need to start living in the moment. And I get, you know, it's great to have that vision, but sometimes we can get lost. This is why it's important to live in the moment, why we were talking about taking joy in those little tiny steps, because that way... You are embracing the whole vision, every single part of it. You're even noticing who you're becoming because of this vision. And so you're not so far gone where you're just in, you know, you're at the end of the vision already because, you know, you don't want to be lost. You're, you see the vision, but be in the first steps that it takes to get to the vision and really like enjoy it. Like, you know, so it's just taking joy, try to find joy in every single step of the process and the journey like literally find joy in the most minute thing you can find joy in that really helps with my mindset because i got a million things going on everything is calling for our attention all the time the moment we wake up you got how many emails coming at you how many messages on facebook how many notifications is like i actually started putting my phone on airplane mode when i go to sleep and then when I wake up, I choose when to allow all these things to invade my life. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna take it off of airplane mode at this time when I am ready to be in this space. Because what happens is 
we don't even realize how we get into this space of, man, why am I even checking my phone? I didn't even eat breakfast yet. And, and yes, we are all guilty of this. The moment we open our eyes, we roll up. Well, I don't want to say all of us, but I'm just speaking. I am guilty of this. I roll over, check my phone, start scrolling, looking at emails. All of a sudden, I find out that I've been on TikTok for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and you still haven't even like, you haven't gotten an app or you haven't had your coffee or you oh. haven't like, how crazy is that, that we start our day? Like that sets the tone for the whole day. And then all of a sudden you're going to feel guilty. Like I just wasted an hour of my life on TikTok or on and social media. I wasn't media. even that interested in it. Like no, I just, I just went scrolling. down a hole and like. <laughs> I could have got up in this hour, not even looked at my phone. I could have stretched. I could have right. got some breakfast. I could have <laughs> went on a walk. I could have been so productive. So that's why I choose, okay, I choose when to allow things to invade my space now by putting my phone on airplane mode. And when I'm ready, I've already done what I've wanted for the day. And here's another um, huge thing about mindset. Self-care is a huge thing. And that's actually when I was becoming a chaplain, um, the biggest thing that they taught was compassion fatigue, which is you have to learn how to take days off uh, because you see certain traumas. And if you go through this every day where, you know, you see you're talking to somebody whose kid just passed away, whose husband's on life support, somebody who is just crying their eyes out because they don't know how to figure out the insurance um, or what's the next step for them to take for their own life. You take all of these things in and you don't even realize when you get burnt out until you start snapping at everybody until you start sleeping all day until you can't even think straight and you get in this compassion fatigue burnout because you're literally taking all of their problems and you're not releasing it. So self-care is important. It's just like the airplane. When the mask comes down, they say, put it on yourself first, then put it on it, then put it on your kid because you have to have the capacity to be able to deal with it. So this is why I chose like, I need to take back time for myself. So in the mornings, that's my time. That's my, that sets the tone of the day, that mindset. I'm not going to look at my phone until I choose to. I'm not going to answer messages until I choose to, because I got to be ready to give the world what's inside of me. Even though I could talk to you all day, I'm going to wrap it up because I already kept you for an hour. So can you please say where everybody can find you? Tell you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Phelps Music. You can find me on Facebook, Nick Phelps, um, also Mr. Phelps. Uh, you can find me on musicandlifemindset.com. That is where I have some of my coaching. And also, if you want to produce music, hey, hit me up. You can find my music. Just look up Mr. Phelps. You can find my music on Spotify and everywhere else. Yeah, and that's, uh, I think that's everything. And you can find the podcast. Who oh, told that's you right. That? Yeah, right. Who told you that? They can find yeah. it on Apple, Spotify, all the spots. Find it all the spots. It's going to be a great time for you just to listen and, and really dig deep in your own life. And be in some of this magic Nick Phelps energy. Maybe Babyface Phelps will make an appearance on the podcast. Right? It's so <laughs> Somebody's like, he should do a call in sometime and just be like, listen here. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nick. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Nick. That is a great hack 
about not picking up your phone first thing in the morning and sort of taking back that time. And I love that he said that confidence is a muscle we can strengthen. That is so inspiring and reassuring because like I need to strengthen it, but we can, we can strengthen it. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I did. Just editing the episode made me feel so happy to listen to it again. So our affirmation for this week is, I live my truth regardless of what others think. I live my truth regardless of what others think. Because we only got this one life. It's happening right now. Let's make the most of it. Thank you so much for tuning in. I so I'm so grateful to have this connection with you and to that you spend your time and attention with me. Just thank you so much. Uh, please check the show notes if you want to drop me a line and if you want to find links to all of Nick's um, if you want to find links to all of Nick's material and his podcast and Instagram. And I thank you again for being here. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, if you want to keep the peaceful vibes going, get on my email list. I'd love to send you my free ebook, The Ultimate Stress Busters Guide, packed with actionable steps to bring on the chill. Plus, I'll send you more tips and inspiration every week. There's a link in the show notes, and I'll see you in your inbox.